everyone. Welcome to episode 40 of We Could Talk About This All Day Long. I am one of your co-hosts, Lauren, and I'm here with my fabulous, amazing co-host, Kathy. Hi, everyone. And our very special guest, David. Hi, yeah. great to be here again. Yes. So happy you're here. We were just looking it up. David was with us on episode 18. And David, thank you for trudging through what is really, this is when people say it's raining cats and dogs. They're yes. not cats and dogs coming from the sky, but it is a heavy downpour. It thank is. you for making it over. Galoshes and all. Right. You're Did welcome. you ever wear galoshes? As a kid? I My memory of galoshes, can I go there for yeah, a second? Yeah, please. Because um, anything happens. Any kind of boots in the winter. I grew up in upstate New York. We would um, put our feet in bread bags and then go into our boots. So it was like to keep our socks dry. But I just remember that. Oh it was like, it was functional, but it was also weird. It was just bread bags. And like I could hear your mom saying to your dad, don't touch the bread bags. We need them for the kids. I love that. Yeah. Instead oh of putting gosh. him in Ridwell, we put him on feet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's thank you for indulging. But thank you for being here in the downpour. Yeah. And you too, thank Lauren. You. Yeah, of course. Um, we are going to start with our tea bags like we normally do. Kathy, you want to lead us? Yes. So I did a double dump oh. today. Okay. My. Positive energy says, what can you appreciate in this moment? And if I may respond, I sincerely, deeply appreciate being in this room with David and Lauren so much. And I deeply appreciate getting to do this podcast and all of you out there. And the other one is simply Tulsi Sweet Rose. Oh, I wanted to try that one. I love this so much. Okay, um, mine says, travel in grace, knowing that you are protected by love. Oh, I love mm. that. Love that. Yeah. Nice. I'm feeling a lot of love today, mm. which I needed. <laughs> Not that I wasn't before, but anyways, we'll get there. <laughs> so, I have a tea bag that does not have a tag. So what I would like to invite us into is a word at a time teabag creation. Oh, oh I, love I think it. we might have done a word at a time we in did. episode eighteen. Yeah, a little sticker. improv. A little improv to start off. Okay. I also want to comment. You all can't see it, although Lauren could take a picture of it. David's mug is stunning, it is. and it's pottery. Looks whole, you know handmade. Cape Cod. And it the top half looks like it's been dipped in hot fudge. Oh, it's very beautiful. Yeah. And it's really matching your color scheme of your outfit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Okay, so okay. please. Tea bag. Okay, so we'll we'll go like this order. Okay. okay. Um listen to the whisper of nature. Oh, stick it. Stick it. Go. What a, a great, great tea bag. bag. Yeah. We need to market that. Maybe we'll write Yogi with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen mm. to the wisdom. Whisper. Whisper. Whisper of nature. Slash wisdom. Yes. It's probably Listen whispering to the wisdom. whisper of nature. That's beautiful. That's good. And well, I think we're going to do a callback to that later. Okay. Because it connects with what 
part yeah. of what we're talking about. Yeah. Beautiful. We're so happy to have David here. And David is well versed in our natural rhythm. Mm-hmm. So we do a little tea bag reading and then we go into our weekend review, just sort of highlights, lowlights. And then David actually is bringing us a question today. We'll oh. each answer. Uh, and then we will have David share with us. He David is bringing us the topic today. So we're excited about that. Yes. Okay. Um, do you want to start with your week or do you want me to start? You go. Okay. <laughs> well, this last week has been um, kind of just a low week. I had strep throat and on top of another illness, and so I had to take the whole week off of work, um, which was good because I could rest and heal, but it also meant I was just kind of by myself for a week, (laughs) and I get uh, a little bit too in my head when that happens. So in the beginning it was fine, but yeah, it was good to get out today and... Should I go into today? Yeah. Okay. Because my, yeah, my week was pretty boring overall. Um, We're so glad you're better. Yes, I'm way better. Antibiotics are awesome. (laughs) And today I got out of the house and Kathy and I went first to a little bakery, had some breakfast and got some pastries and then I accompanied Kathy to get a tattoo this morning. Yes. Yeah. It so was, grateful you were there. Yes. It was so much fun. And the tattoo artist, um, Tall Paul, if you're in Bellingham area, he had done one of my tattoos Blue about... Blue Heron. Blue Heron. Craftworks, I think. Okay. Artworks or Craftworks. Um Artworks. He had done one of my tattoos over a decade ago, like 12 years ago, so it was good to see him again. And then I got to meet Jenny from the Heron's Nest, whose artwork, our art gallery we've gone to together. Um, that's the Connection Vortex place. and <laughs> We've talked about. Yeah, so lots more connection. And then we went to the art gallery. She opened it especially for us. Mm-hmm. And... I bought a painting of hers that is so beautiful. I'm so excited about it. And Kathy bought a bunch of little stuff. I brought a treat for myself, which is being repaired, so I couldn't bring it home. But it's a beautiful piece of driftwood with metal on it that says, um, grow your own way. You can Mm. grow your own way, but it's got plants in it. It's like glass vials with... It's, and yeah. then I got um, two ornaments for gifts. I'm not doing a big Christmas gift this year, but these were special and a couple stickers. Yeah. And Jenny is married to Paul. Yes. And Jenny is the type of person who, and I don't want to speak for you, but the first time I met her, I felt like I've known her 40 years. That's well, wonderful. It just... She is people I want to be around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and today she just gave me a giant hug, and then I was like, oh, are you Jenny? And she was like, oh, my gosh, I thought we already knew each other. So, yeah, she just makes you feel, Mm. yeah, yeah, very connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd love for you to meet her. And we, I just want to promote the Heron's Nest. For those of you in Bellingham, it's on the third floor of the uh, Sycamore Building, Mm -hmm. which 
It's on the same level as the Chat Noir, the yeah, Black Cat, yeah. which is a place that I used to be adverse to, and I love it now. Isn't that go figure? Yeah. Anyway, it's there. It is a wonderful place for gifts. It's local art. Jenny's an artist, um, and artists that show their work there. Oh. And it's just absolutely. It's like if you are holiday gift shopping, there's a couple of. Um, markets there right now is a holiday market I think just until it'll be gone by the time this airs actually that's true but there's a ritual market coming up uh, December 12th through the 21st I think yeah so we highly recommend a visit to Heron's Nest and highly recommend Tall Paul Paul Furch yes uh, his tattoo studio is just one level up in the same building and he's so easy to sit there with and kind and so professional and I loved it and I so beautifully I'm so thrilled yeah yeah we'll show it on the pod okay so so that was my week week. and I talked during your week oh it's okay (laughs) you were a big part of today's outing (laughs) so yes this morning feels like um one of those high energy mornings just i woke up really early to go work out and the gym was closed so i did one at home and i'm like revved up i can feel it and then lauren to just have you with me it was my dream and then jenny ended up staying and it was just how I could have imagined I wanted that tattoo experience to be. And it was over within, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, it was a quick it's, one. it's writing. Um, the phrase is, we'll see, it's fine. And this is a phrase that came to me during my visit with Rob Bell last month. Rob, well, now it's October. Wow. My week overall was... Um, I would say like mid-level energy... But I had a big aha that I think at some point we'll have an episode on. David, I'm wondering if you can relate to this. Lauren and I talked about it in the car. I had a major revelation, and I'm not like 12 years old. I'm older than that. Wait, what? (laughs) Whoa, yeah. So, So meaning like, if I judge myself, I'm like, you're just now getting that, Kathy? But no, I think it's universal. I have seen myself as this deep feeler. Deep feeler, highly sensitive person. I would say that's true. However, through some work which you're familiar with, Conscious Leadership Group, and and work on emotions and sensations, I think my feelings. Mm. <laughs> and so I'm just, we'll share this. Um, it was a major aha, like, Sure, I feel them. I've sobbed on stairwells. I've screamed and stomped my feet to to express a sensation. But this week, it just, it hit me so hard. I'm like, oh, I go into a cognitive loop about what I'm thinking my emotion is versus allowing myself to really physically feel it. So Thursday night, I woke up out of a deep sleep. I just was like, woke up. 1.30 in the morning, took me till 3.30 to go back, but I was like, that's okay. You're going to lay here and feel what you're feeling right now. And I'm like, sharp edges and all, girl. Sister, get into that feeling. And that's what I did. 
and it tears didn't come or anything. It, I just was like, what's happening? What mm. am I get? And the minute I go to my head, I'm like, back in your body, girl. Mm. So that was, I'm just going to say, and I think we could at some point have a discuss this. Mm-hmm. And then the highlight was getting this tattoo and you being there. and It's just been a lovely week that way of towards yeah. the end of the mm-hmm. week, some good connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, David? Yes, my week. It was December 9th right now, today, mm-hmm. as we're recording. And as Kathy mentioned, it's raining. It's going to be, I think, about three quarters of an inch of rain today. Oh. And so occasionally we'll have that. Um, for people who don't live in the Northwest but are thinking of moving here, okay. <laughs> it rains every day all through the year. Um, yeah. It's just everyone Constant. is wet all the time. You yeah, need no. at least three raincoats. <laughs> yes. That's not true. But it is November. We're in December now. But November, I heard, is the rainiest month. Or January and November, it's rainy in the winter. One of the things I've been getting off my week, but um been thinking about how do I... My friend Sarah McMahon in Seattle... She likes to quote the improv tenant, play the scene you're in. Mm. Not the scene you're not, right? Scene we're in right now is winter. It's going to be wet and rainy and the days are short. The sooner I can accept that offer, the sooner I can see the gifts of this season. Like even having tea with the three of you and this warm conversation that's going to unfold. Yeah. How exciting. Um, my daughter and I joke about when people say, it's miserable out there. <laughs> it's like, Jim Nethra would be like, I'm making up Jim Nethra's voice, conscious leadership group, but like, or not his voice. I'm not going to do an imitation. But, um, that's interesting. The locus of control is out there. Like, how do we bring the locus of control back here? Yeah. It's, okay, you're miserable, is what you're saying, right? Oh. Anyways, that was a tangent, and now I'm back. My week, um... I'll touch on a couple points. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think what makes what can make a good week is connected to what I'm saying, like accepting that it's winter. And one of the things, I'll give a shout-out to Elisa Gunzelmann, uh, who moved from Germany to Connecticut recently, and um, we met through Compassion Circle practice online about a year and a half ago, and we currently meet every Monday to talk about our goals for the week. She's a coach, and... Um, she was telling me about the importance of going for a walk at sunset or before the sun sets to get our, and sunrise, to get our circadian rhythms in sync. So I was really inspired by that. And probably for two weeks now, maybe three, I've been doing it pretty much every day, which here in the Northwest means going out at like 3.15, 3.30 because the sun's setting at 4.15. So even if I'm working on a work day and I can do this because I'm a solo entrepreneur, Go out and walk, and even if it's just 10 minutes or half an hour, do that in the neighborhood or in the woods, come back, and I might finish up some work. But that's that's been a gift of a practice of, um, of doing that. And um, so that's good. And also, shout out to Old Town Cafe, <laughs> because I've been going there every Saturday I don't know how long now. I mean, I've been going there for 18 years. You were definitely yeah. going there in, uh, when you were with us on episode oh, 18. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, maybe a year now I've been going pretty much every Saturday, sitting at the counter, having great little... Do you have the same breakfast every week? 99% of the time. And it is made of... <clears throat> Biscuits and gravy. Yes. Shout out to the B&G. <laughs> 
mushroom tahini gravy, oh. homemade biscuits. Yeah, good. Black beans, home fries, couple sunny side up eggs. Whoa. Side of Dijon mustard. Wow. And then the new thing in the last few months is smoked Tabasco. Oh my with like gosh. a chipotle pepper smokage. This will fill you for the whole day. Well, and I've learned through, shout out to my daughter, I'm doing a lot of shout outs today, <laughs> who funny. one time, she's been getting the biscuits and gravy too, um, she just didn't eat the whole thing. I'm like, oh, I don't have to eat the whole thing. <laughs> so now I've been eating, paying attention to when I'm full or try to, um, and then save it. And then later I'm like, oh, I got leftovers to look nice. for. Nice. Do they so? Do they even ask you what you want now, or they're like David's here, B and G to go, not it, to go. To it's sort of the there will sometimes just be a look in my direction because I'll be sitting in the counter and the eyebrows and the look is saying like huge, <laughs> usual, and I might just give a nod. So it probably has been done in a nonverbal way. That's so fantastic. I yeah, I love that. Maybe sometime Lauren and I, I can invite ourselves along. Oh, it's solo time. It's my solo time, oh, but I can, I can pretend see, I don't know you, and then I'm running into you. Audience. Now, if you don't tell you know me, you know what I love about started. that? Boundaries. Way to go. Thank yes. you. And way to go to me to ask. Way to go to you to say no, actually. Way to go to yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, way to go, go to us. Another pet on our back. Brought so, to you by another pet on our back. We could also go on a different day, maybe. Yeah, together. I do have lunches with people there during the week. But Saturday morning is this, like, sacred time for me to walk down, just enjoy. On my walk there, I was on Champion Street, and I saw some feathers. It's a little um, Nature Channel uh, warning coming up. Um, Feathers falling. And I looked up, and there was a hawk, basically, I think, taking apart a seagull or something. Whoa. Just on a tree, you know, six feet above my head. Wow. Whoa. But I happen to notice, I'm like, why? I'm seeing consecutive feathers falling. Yeah. yeah. And so I sat there, and I wanted to just witness it, but just being the product of our generation, I'm like, oh, look at my phone out. <laughs> and then as I'm taking a picture, I'm like, hmm, I don't want to invade this this hawk's lunch. Maybe I'll let it be. Oh, you listen to the whisper Well, I took a photo and then a short video, and then I whisper. You the whisper of nature. Yeah, oh, right, the tea bag, yeah. <laughs> So then I kept going. So. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And I really mean it. I love the boundary. I love that that's your sacred ritual. It's kind of like, yeah, I've been doing these, not this morning, because of the rain, but also I had an early morning because of the two tattoo, these um, training hikes with my weighted pack for my upcoming, which is in one month we leave for oh, Kilimanjaro. Yeah. One month from today, you guys. Yeah. And I'm feeling excited and scared and all those good emotions. Mm. Lean, trying to lean into them, not think about them. And um, But that is my sacred time, just to be alone on that mm-hmm. hilly, short hike yeah. training. Can I give a bookmark for something later? That Please. We can... So... When we think about when I think about sacred time and sometimes connecting with self and even our feelings, right? Feeling them, not thinking about them. That's a theme I wanna would love to talk about today is connection and social connection. And even when a few days ago we talked about this, maybe it was even just over text, you said something, Well, I like my solo time too and then we responded over text like, Yeah, that's connection too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's connection, connection and there's distraction, I would say. 
that can happen alone connection and it can happen with people or we can be distracted alone and distracted with people. I yeah. really, um, I appreciate that. And that's one of the reasons I did my, and, and I say this without any energy whatsoever, but it's one of the reasons I broke up with social media in terms of really like it's not that I never go on because I like to see what my daughter's posting in her travels or I like to see what my workplace the non-gmo project is doing um and I just posted our fundraiser for the orphanage um for our trip however like when you talk about distraction it does take me away it's just like scroll 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 and and that's what i was like why am i doing this it's taking me away from being connected to if there's someone else in the room certainly but even myself yeah. like what do i not want to be alone with right now mm-hmm. yeah well david we we really are thrilled that you're here again and we love this is the most guests we've ever had you know this second season Mm -hmm. Lauren and I had a goal to have more guests and it's been so much fun and even with our guests as you may tell in the audience we don't do a great deal of planning we simply may scaffold the idea the theme but we do not plan the Mm -hmm. conversation and I think that supports your work in improv, <laughs> which we adore playing with you in. So we are here to converse with you, and I love that you're bringing us a topic today. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. shoot it over to you, David. Yeah, great. Um, so let's see how to, you know when someone asks you a question or like tell a story about this, you're like, where shall I begin? Yeah. As the Esther Perel podcast called, where shall we begin? Yeah. Um, I am fascinated by, on lots of levels, by connection. Personally, when I feel connected or disconnected in my work with organizations, how can we build, uh, sometimes I call it a relational infrastructure and societally, communally, when we have it, when we don't. Um, uh, and so, yeah, so I mean, that that's the broad topic. I, a bunch of tangents came up in my head as, as I was saying that, but, but maybe exploring, like, even personally, maybe we can even tell some stories. Like, when have we felt connected? Um, when have we felt disconnected? Why is connection important? I'm just gonna throw out a bunch of questions. <laughs> yeah. Why is connection important? And this is something I want to cite later. The Surgeon General this past May of the U.S., uh, Dr. Vivek Murthy, put out a report um, on the epidemic of isolation and loneliness. And the subtitle, I have it printed out, it's 80 pages, the U.S. Surgeon General's Advisory on the Healing Effects of Social Connection and Community. So that's the opposite of the loneliness and isolation is this yeah and aside as i heard him speak to this it was actually during covid and he was on i believe it was Brene brown's podcast okay. and he is so marvelous to listen to okay. as well mm-hmm. yeah okay so so i think reading this report this week they'll i'll mention it a few places um it just brought clarity to something that's already a passion for me and what really matters in a, in a vocation and a calling to promote connection. 
because of the attention he's bringing to the health outcomes individually and communally when we're isolated and lonely. So just as a definition too, he, he and their, whoever published this, his, his team, talks about loneliness as a subjective experience of perceived, my needs aren't getting met for people contact. Those aren't his exact words, but it is a subjective experience where isolation is objective about the number of relationships. Okay, so subjective and objective. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll quote what he says in the beginning. Um, I'm curious what your reaction to this is. Uh, there's a letter at the beginning, and uh, he says, this is just a few sentences, loneliness is far more than just a bad feeling. It harms both individual and societal health. It is associated with a greater risk of cardiovascular disease, dementia, stroke, depression, anxiety, and premature death. Okay? This is where, this is interesting, this um, stat coming up. The mortality impact of being socially disconnected is similar to that caused by smoking up to, how many cigarettes a day? 15. Oh, wow. The impact Whoa. of social disconnection is equivalent to 15 cigarettes a day and even greater than that associated with obesity and physical inactivity. Whoa. So, uh, one more sentence. And the harmful consequences of a society that lacks social connection can be felt in our schools, workplaces, and civic organizations where performance, productivity, and engagement are diminished. And it keeps going, but um, yeah, what's your, what's your thoughts on hearing that? Well, yeah, that hits hard. I have also been thinking about this a lot, I feel like, recently. And I, uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start with this either. <laughs> um, but I feel like personally, I can tell, for example, this past week when I've been at home sick, and mm -hmm. I really like how you brought up the, you can be alone, but connected or distracted, and I was definitely distracted. Yeah. A lot of social media scro scrolling and stuff. And then today, I feel like I'm coming around mm -hmm. and reconnecting with people, mm -hmm. and it feels so much lighter mm. than mm -hmm. when I'm just at home yes. kind of scrolling or whatever and then but bigger picture I just think of I'm a I'm a teacher and so just thinking about schools but also society yeah. and just discourse in general when people are feeling disconnected and don't have you know communities I guess and just that's what's happening in the world that's what's yeah. like causing so many problems and people not being able to communicate with each other, listen to each other, mm -hmm. and I just go kind of into a vortex with that. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, based on what you're saying, Lauren, and it, yeah, that's interesting, and I appreciate you bringing up your experience of this week. And one of the things I found interesting, um, like, uh, I'll put it positively first and then read this, this thing from the report. Um, us being here right now is good for your immune system and Kathy mm -hmm. yours and mine and ours. If, if maybe there's even an immune system of a communal thing, mm -hmm. maybe there probably is. It's an interesting metaphor. So in, uh, is looking at health outcomes. Okay. This is from the report in one study where participants were exposed to a common cold virus, which makes me think they were exposed. So it was like you volunteer who wants to be in a cold, who wants a cold. It's like college students. I'm going to pay 25 bucks and a pizza coupon. I'll have a cold. 
I used to do those surveys to make 40 bucks here for you. Yeah, right. The, yeah. 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 And switch phones back in the old days, switch phone systems. Oh, we'll give you 50 bucks. I'm like, okay. Ooh, a flip phone. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so in one study where participants were exposed to a common cold virus, individuals with social ties to six or more diverse social roles, for example, parent, spouse, friend, family, coworker, group membership, had a fourfold lower risk of developing a cold when compared to people who had ties to fewer, one to three diverse social roles. So when I read that, I gave it a little swirly to do that when I was like, oh, that's an interesting point. Because I sometimes have the belief that, oh, there's viruses out there, especially during COVID, I need to isolate mm. to stay safe. But what I'm hearing here, and it talks a little bit more about immune response um, after this. Well, actually, there's an interesting sentence I underline. A study conducted on immune responses to the COVID-19 vaccine found that a lack of social connection with neighbors and resultant loneliness was associated with a weaker antibody responses to the vaccine. Wow, that is fascinating. So it's like, I mean, I think one of the, I don't even, not going to find the right word for it, but when we, when whoever said in the powers that be at the beginning of COVID, we need, what do they call it, social distancing? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The worst, one of the worst terms we could use, we did not need social, we need physical distancing. Mm, But this is part of what the learning is, is it's a little more complex. Yeah. It's making me think um, during COVID, well, let me say this, post-COVID, like really dear friends of ours as a family who lived down in California, that's who I was visiting back in November, um, we talked about had we known what COVID would be, we Mm. would have rented a house together in Montana and had our kids together and had we known it would go that long. I think the isolation on kids was so detrimental to so many. And I remember like how good it felt seeing my daughter again, be able to connect with her friends in a little pod, you know, remember that or David's sister happens to live on her block and taking dog walks every afternoon or evening with her and her little pups and my rest is soul biscuit. Um, and we would walk six feet apart because these were the days when we knew nothing. Mm-hmm. But I re- my point to you is like the connection. Or I would do these, this is when I was on Instagram a lot, I would do these like kitchen dances. And my purpose was to bring a smile to other people's yeah. face. And it gave me something to do, like to dance like wild in my kitchen. <laughs> and people would just have a hoot with it. So... It was like these ways of connecting, right? You know, relating to people or being around your people during that time felt so healing. Healing. Yes. And so that's making me think of, I feel like I had really deep connections during that time because you weren't around a whole bunch of people at once. You were, you know, you had some people in your bubble or Mm -hmm. I did. And then it was interesting when we kind of came out of that because I I wanted to keep some of what I had experienced, which was deeper connections. Um, But I wanted to see more people, obviously, like once we could. Yeah. Um, But I, 
I feel like I have not found that balance since then. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I haven't... I feel like I used to get together with people a lot more than I do yeah. now, I guess. Well, this brings up... I love um, what you said, what that makes me think of. Like, that's what happens in great conversations is, like, something comes up. So what that makes me think of, Lauren, is... Oh, see, I went on that tangent. <laughs> and what and then, Rob Bell says is there are no tangents. Oh, Thank you, Which Rob I Bell. love because he's, like, the oftentimes the, the most... I don't know if he used the word important, but the real thing is the tangent. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, Randall, for letting me quote you. There are no tangents. Yeah. Um, what I want to refer to is um, what you were talking about, Lauren, with when you said, I used to do this. Mm-hmm. And when we got have got out of the habit of things mm-hmm. because of COVID, there's, I remember from physics that there's, um, let's take an object, this mug, okay? I'm pushing this mug across the floor. It takes a certain amount of force to get it moving, but once... The carpet's not helping it. Example. (laughs) The point is, once you have an object moving, it takes less force. So you have to overcome... Because there's two kinds of inertia. There's stationary inertia and inertia of something that, like, momentum, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I think it's hard to reestablish things. And there's like for instance um i saw someone at old town cafe who is the former owner of black drop right mm-hmm. that sadly closed during yeah, covid that, that was such a place of welcome and gathering for yeah. all people so when you have less places of gathering and programs even the upfront closed for about a year and reopened thankfully oh we have a connection for you there but anyway yeah okay yeah so it's i guess what i wanted to to mark was like it's not easy to get started. So something I say a lot to clients and when I remind myself, <laughs> tell myself, anything worth doing is worth starting small. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's self-compassion too. So even when I'm, I used to have a morning yoga routine that was only like 10 minutes, 15, but I've gotten out of the habit. So now I'm just going to my mat and doing down dog. Mm. No more. I don't yeah. let myself do anymore. Because the point is just getting the habit set of doing it. I'm also proud to say I'm brushing my teeth in the morning. <laughs> I've, I've been my whole life, brush my teeth at night, floss at night, never got the morning one down. Every time I go to the dentist, I'm like, oh, I haven't done it this time. Because I heard once that you're supposed to brush your teeth 15 minutes after you eat to let the enzymes do something. It's not mm-hmm. going to do it right after. Well, but 15 minutes after breakfast, I'm in my day. Yes. Mm-hmm. And frankly, this feels a little vulnerable. I don't know why it does. But um, I thought, well, why brush my teeth first thing in the morning? I haven't ate anything yet. My dental hygienist, um, shout out to her, um, Lexi, that was her name. Um, still is her name, I think. Uh, she's like, but yeah, there's still bacteria that forms even when you're nodding. And I think I knew that, but somehow it clicked. And she's like, David, you don't have to use toothpaste. Because if you're going to have coffee, you know, orange juice... So I've just been doing it really like first thing. I put the tea kettle on and then I go brush my teeth. I brush so, my teeth when I get out of bed. It's That's great. I'm yeah. just now Welcome. 48. Thank no, you. No, it's like yeah. me thinking, oh, I've been thinking my feelings. I don't, it's me learning the word espresso in my 30s was an espresso. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's, we just get it yeah. at a certain point. No judgment right. there. Welcome to the world of brushing in the morning. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at night I use the Sonicare, like I really do the, and I got a water pick, okay? Okay. 
we're not going to spend an episode, an episode on brushing, on but in the morning hygiene. I just do the the acoustic toothbrush. Yeah, um, but right, and so the the point of me going on this tangent, though there are no tangents, yeah. thanks to Rob Bell, is that like how can we do small things to reconnect, simple yeah. things like. Maybe it's like, I want to have people over, but it's just so much work. But if they're close enough friends, could you even open up a can of Amy's Organic Soup? Shout out to Amy's Organic Soup. Oh, could you have everybody bring one ingredient and put it in the soup? Like one of my favorite books. As a kid, do you all know what I'm talking about? Stone Soup? Stone Soup. Yes. It's one of my favorite all-time books, and it could be that. Like, oh, you can you just bring salvia, bring carrots, I'll bring a potato. Yeah. I think the starting small with everything. It's like, and something I want to go back to when you were talking is, so Lauren and I have been very open about each of our journeys through some depression last year. And when I say last year, I mean the tail end of 2022 into the spring of 2023. And what I know to be true during that time is I felt deeply lonely and this is what's curious to me about this. Um, so as I've shared, like 2022, a lot of grief, loss, ended a relationship, death of my animals, my mom. And it none of that fully hit me till it was till my cat died. And then it's sort of all like, holy smokes, it just rammed me against the wall. And I remember this weekend, almost a year ago, where I literally couldn't stop sobbing the entire weekend. Like a friend grabbed me and she's like, we're getting our nails done. <laughs> we laughed during that. And then it's like, and now we return to our regularly episode, <laughs> our regularly scheduled, scheduled episode sobbing. of sobbing. Or yeah. I'd stand at my kitchen counter and like beat my uh, hands and just feel anger. Anyway, see, I was feeling my feelings, but I was also thinking them. However, this is where I want to go with this is that the loneliness that I felt, I had people reaching out to me. And I love what you're saying about smart start small because what I wasn't able to do, and I had friends say, where are you? Like, you need to connect. You, you've got to push yourself to connect a little bit. And I didn't want to. Like, I think a piece of me did. But I, it's like, no, I want to be alone on my couch under a blanket. Mm-hmm. And yet, I know that wasn't healthy. Mm. But I'm curious about it because what I'll also say, I think that loneliness was so important for me to go through, to mm. learn how to be with myself. Mm-hmm. And yes, it hurt, not being with me hurt, but like being alone in the aftermath of different experiences. And I didn't just want to fill it up. I think so that was a dual experience of deep personal connection with myself and loneliness. But like loneliness, I think what I would say is it couldn't keep persisting that way. Finally, I got shaken out of it a bit. We're like, hey, where are you? Like, we need you, you know? But yeah. it's also like the thing of the distracted um, being alone or 
and you weren't you were doing like deep work connecting with yeah, yourself. And we were doing the podcast. We were doing the podcast. So you were connecting, maybe yeah. not the way that you used to, but yeah, that's it was true. Different. It was different. Well, and on that, I want to bring in the concept of what I call titration or titrating. So I love that word. I love it too. Yeah. Yeah. So so much better than a word like mayonnaise, which I don't. Oh care for. yeah, or mylar. <laughs> No. Okay, so okay. titration um, in twenty ten. Okay, if I've offended anyone about the word mayonnaise, I'm sorry. Okay, it's just if you don't feel well, it's not a great word to listen to. Okay, go ahead. True. Oh yeah, if you don't feel well, um, especially like hot mayonnaise on a summer day. Sorry, sorry. I'm trying to help you with your but mayonnaise lovers. Or the word mayonnaise, all the power well, to you. Simone and I have talked about how aioli is just glorified mayonnaise. <laughs> yes. But you can, like, at a nicer restaurant, they wouldn't say mayonnaise dip for your fries. Unless you're in Canada, I think they might. Oh, okay. Anyhow, um, <laughs> titration. Titrating your mayonnaise exposure. Welcome okay. back. Um, when in April 2010, I mistakenly ate poison hemlock. Oh, this is before I knew you. This is shortly after I met David, and he told me of this traumatic experience. Yeah, Um, and and I'll get to this point of titration. Um, I thankfully had fermented it. Shout out to my friend Zach Walcott, who was teaching. uh, Are you keeping a shout out count there? (laughs) Because it Um, looks like a carrot. Looks like a carrot. It's part of the wild carrot family. It's got a neuromuscular toxin called conine that can stop your heart and your diaphragm suddenly. But because I had fermented it, details, yeah. Because I had fermented it, a chemistry professor friend who said uh, uh, it probably lowered the toxicity. I mean, you know. Blessing. So, um, that was April 2010. And so, uh, uh, the Wonderland Tea, shout out to Wonderland Tea and Railroad. (laughs) Um, Linda, who's owned it for 40 plus years, um, she said, David, you need to not detox your liver too quickly, but strengthen your liver. Okay, so take milk thistle. Now, as a side note, I think liver is an interesting metaphor of like, liver processes are toxins, right? Alcohol, stress, poison hemlock. Um, what are other toxins in our culture that we need to have a liver or in organizations to process things? So getting to titration, um, as you are going through the difficulties of last year, sometimes like going to get your nails done, we can't fully engage with it all the time. Yeah. Like we need to have, um, we don't want to avoid it perpetually. But it's not like, I'm just going to solve this in two days. I'm going to go through my grief in 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. No. So it's this dance of tuning into our bodies and each other and wisdom of friends and ourself. Yes. To titrate, uh, I would say, loss. I love yeah. that. I, okay. I don't know if this is going to translate to be as funny as it was in the moment. But in the old days, before COVID, David knows this and Lauren, before I knew you, I'd have a New Year's Eve party here which I loved. Now, the funny thing about me and parties is I don't end up talking to everybody. I might end up washing the dishes, but what brings me such joy is having other people connect. And the only reason I'm not doing it this year is is because um, this trip to Kilimanjaro and only because 
I think it's important I'm not around a lot of people about a week before I leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, it's I miss it now, like having this gathering at my place. And um, so I will have more. This is a big birthday year for me. And even though with birthdays, I get embarrassed being the center. I'm like, it's not really about me. I would love to mark a birthday with people that mm. I love around. This is all going back to the point of connection. And for me, I am someone who, I am I am an introvert by mm-hmm. nature. Some people are like, Kathy Winkle. Oh, yeah, that's my name. Kathy Winkle. I've never said my last name on here. Are you really an introvert? No, I really am. I was born one. I was culturalized to be an extrovert. I am absolutely by nature an introvert. Yeah. And who loves intimate mm-hmm. yeah. conversation. So for me, this titration, it's like, it's very easy for me to slip into hermit world of being in my home because mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it is a full force practice of say yes, say yes, Kathy, say yes. Because mm-hmm. once I'm out connecting, I'm like, oh, this feels so yes. good. Okay, yeah, right, right. So we can get, I can, I think we all can get stuck in beliefs. But then once we get out there, it's sort of like, I don't think this about being in the woods, like I don't want to be there. But when I am in the woods, I'm like, why am I not here more often? This is so nourishing. Yeah. Um, There was something you said, maybe introversion. I'm an extrovert, though I'm really an ambivert. Because right now I live alone and my daughter graduated a few years ago and have my own business and I work from home. So I get a fair amount of alone time. So I may seem more extroverted, but like if I had a house full of four people all the time, I might be, you know, Mm -hmm. have to really protect. So one of the things I wanted to mention is a wonderful book that's called Golden. The subtitle is The Power of Silence in a World of Noise. Um, This was brought to my attention by Ingela Abbott. Shout out to her, Yoga Northwest. Mm -hmm. She moved back to Sweden, um, sadly but joyfully for her, her her homeland. And she was back for a week and did a weekend of workshops. And she did a restorative yoga workshop that was absolutely wonderful. And I had taken workshops from her before, so I knew it was going to be good. So she quoted from this book. And so I went and got it from the library right away. And um, whether we're introvert or extrovert, in our culture, U.S. culture, other quote-unquote developed cultures, there is so much noise. And this book just does a wonderful job. There's two co-authors, Justin Zorn and Leigh, or Lee Mars. Um, just talking about, they talk about three kinds of noise. Yeah, there's auditory noise, we would just normally call noise informational noise which has exploded in the last mm-hmm. what do we say 10 years five mm-hmm. years um and continuing to grow and internal noise the noise going on inside us right and so it's important to think about both of those things and what i want to bring up and this is connected to the topic of connection is what's made possible when we can quiet the noise so this isn't necessarily i'm alone in my house because there might you might, we might be on our phones, there might be internal noise. We could be in a group and feel silence. There could even be auditory noise, but we can have practices to quiet the internal noise, 
practices to to set boundaries with informational noise. And and I want to cite um, one thing, and then I'll I'll pause. Um, they talk about this person. Can't remember his name. He's an ecologist, and he often will have this huge to do list, like thirteen pages, single spaced oh of tasks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And recently, or when they wrote this book, he realized that he he wasn't he was feeling off, and he had twenty three pages. So what he did was he printed it out. He may live in Washington State because he went to the Ho Rainforest, H O A or H O. H, for the listener, um, which is the Olympic Peninsula, to a place that is known as one of the quietest places on Earth, with that printed out list of 23 pages. And in a matter of a day, eliminated, he says, four to five months of work. Wow. So what the authors of Golden say, as they're reflecting on his experiences, one day away, seemingly unproductive, he's not in front of his computer getting stuff off his list, he eliminated four to five months of work. Nice. So then the interesting thing is he came back to his computer and everything felt important again. So I want to bring up that interesting thing of like when we can lower the, um, uh, what's coming to mind is a brief conversation with Amy Frazier who started Wild oh, yeah, Walker. I love Amy. In the bulk section at the co-op. <laughs> and she talked about this idea of sediment settling. I'm bringing my hands down here. The noise is like the sediment that's stirred up in a stream, right? If we're able to allow that sediment to settle, what's the wisdom that's already inside us or inside our relationships, but with all the noise, we can't hear it? I want to say, too, I'm going to circle back because what comes up for me from listening to you there is what... um, When I shared about the week and I think the noise of thinking my feelings versus feeling them when you just shared that about what amy said about what is the wisdom that comes from the sediment what are the beautiful rocks that appear what is the plant matter that might be in the sediment metaphorically and i i appreciate that in quieting the noise of the mind of this is what I'm feeling, and this is a story around it, and I'm going to cycle that story one more time, but I'm going to tell it from this perspective now because that'll just give me a new look at the same old story. Mm-hmm. And it's so noisy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even self-criticizing at all. It's just been this... It's like you and the teeth. I mean, here I am at this point in my life, and I'm like, why have I never seen this before? Well, I just haven't. I mean, I know that I can live in my mind and cycle around. I never put it in that way of, oh, I'm thinking my feelings. And I just appreciate that, the quieting down the thought to be physically in the feeling in order to be with the sediment. Yeah, and... The way that's really interesting, and the way that I was intending the metaphor too is the sediment is actually what's clouding the stream. Oh, and once the sediment, it's okay. <laughs> oh, once God. the sediment lands, we can see clearly through the water. Okay, oh. I like that too. I but, was thinking sediment like feet on the ground. Like, yeah. Okay, I love great. that actually. Yeah. Okay, we're just 
Listen, it's a variation on it, right? Yeah. yeah. But no, I love the clarity of the stream. That's funny. I think I went to like the grounding of like what remains, right? It's great. I also, if I may jump in with this too, I think about connection is, it's not just any old connection either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what felt magical, that every time I'm around this Heron's Nest and Jenny and you and like Jenny's, I'm going to say Jenny's family, whether it's someone working in the shop or her mom or now her husband, it feels so real and authentic. It's, it's, Ah, it's like what you just shared. Mm. It's the pure stream. There's no BS. There's no mm-hmm. insert swear word here. It's it's what's real. And that is the richness to me. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like connection for the sake of like being yeah. in a shopping mall and being... <laughs> no, it's like this, what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I've, there's more places I could go with it. I'm going to not. I want you to chime yeah. in. Well, it's bringing up a lot of different things similarly. So one is that connection piece that I feel like, I don't know how to, the word for it, but it's like when you're quote unquote connecting with someone through either like negativity or uh. like gossip I don't know if gossip's the right word but just like mm-hmm. venting mm-hmm. I think about that too because you can feel super connected based on something like that mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel the same as like what you're describing um and then on top of that just the access we have to communicating with people and kind of that informational noise of just like constantly responding or reacting I guess it makes me think of reacting versus like taking a pause and responding but just like you're on constantly and like you're getting texts and emails and whatever and um just the noise of constantly reacting and being like this is so important but this is so important and it's like actually if you just paused And connected with yourself, (laughs) like, many of these things are not that important. Mm -hmm. Or, like, these grave injustices that are not... You mean to self. (laughs) To self, yes. Not the actual grave injustices of the world. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, so what word that came up for me, Lauren, when you were saying that is when, you know, there's this and this and this. And I had that experience a lot when I get sped up to that level. And then there's the opportunity to slow down, to let the sediment settle. And the word that came up for me is discern. Mm. So circling back to Conscious Leadership Group, I got an email from them that was sent to a lot of people, not just the personal. Hey, David. Um, A couple months ago saying we're going to do this thing starting in January called Conscious Leadership Circles. We have one for coaches, one for leaders, one for parents. And it's just going to be 18 people, 2,500 bucks. These tend to fill up fast, and by the way, we don't offer refunds. All those constraints, right? Normally, when there's a decision like that, I'm going to reach out to my coach. I'm going to reach out to friends. What do you think I should do? That kind of essence. And I got this little sense of like, mm, what if I do it differently? So what I did, sitting at my desk at home, is I just leaned back and just took a few deep breaths. And by the end of three deep breaths, I said yes. I'm going to do this. Now, part of that 
I finished your story. Okay. Part of that was because I trusted them already. That was established. And I was hungering. There was an internal hunger. And, and, but also it's just like, think about the hours that I could have spent talking with friends. And I might've felt like, felt like from the sped up place, it feels like I need it. But when it's like the guy who is in the rainforests, mm-hmm. I was just like, I tuned into what was inside me and I'm like, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I literally just talked to my doctor. I see a naturopath in town. I just had an appointment this past week and we talked about that literal thing about how typically we go to the external to make decisions or whatever. And I had been talking about quitting grad school, which I brought up on this podcast before. Which you've inspired so many people. Which was another thing that I could have spent literal months agonizing over talking to every single person I know but instead it just was like a very strong internal feeling that I made like in a few seconds but she was saying that is such a different experience of turning inward and yeah seeking something internal versus going to all these different external places and we were talking about that in terms of like healthcare the internal wisdom Mm -hmm. like there's the where i see you know right the sediment settles and it's the purity the clarity of the water and sometimes noise it provides it's the comfortable blanket Mm -hmm. it's our safety zone or whatever that the comfort zone what's it called yeah yeah the comfort zone. zone it's what we know it's oh, this is safe because I have this thing going on. And even though there's a little voice perhaps in the back going, yeah, this is not the thing, right? Mm -hmm. And when I'm just taking this to a place of (coughs) when we can sift out the sediment, let it be Mm -hmm. to listen. And sometimes it's not the easiest decision, but to get to the place of, "Uh, Mm. I know, I know. And that... I think is such deep, quiet connection with self. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's when, so we talk about conscious leadership group here because David's about to enter this circle and I'm very fortunate to be working with this at work and getting coach training in it at work and our whole team is engaged with it. And I had an experience this week where I caught myself in a meeting. I was not in a good place in the meeting. I owned it. Like, I stopped the meeting, and I'm like, I am in this place. These are my feel. I feel this way right now. I need to pause. The night, it was the same night I woke up at 1.30. I'm like, okay, let's own some things there. And then I was able to go back the next morning with a dear colleague who's fantastic and own my stuff and what I why I'm taking the moment to share this is because I allowed the sediment to settle to get to the place of Mm -hmm. oh that's why I was triggered Mm -hmm. here's my story with that yeah and it was so and then to be heard number one and number two that person had done some self-reflection which I didn't have any expectation of because I didn't see anything there it was just I need to clear with you what I hold in this. It was so quiet. Like, even though we were talking, there was quiet. 
Mm. Because there's clarity and authenticity and what's and, real. And you'd both done the inner work, right? Yes. So I, I will, I'll say with that, we can connect more richly with each other when we've connected to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we have a practice of doing that with yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that is a gift in doing this show, in doing this podcast is we show up, I feel so sediment free. Mm -hmm. See, now I've gotten it. Now I get it. Like before, I'm like, what the beauty in the sediment? Well, sure, the clay at the bottom of the river. But now I get it. Like, thank you, Amy and David. Um, and I got it just in a different way. But the idea that this is such purity, like... We show up as we are, period. Mm -hmm. We've shown up with you depressed. Yeah. We've shown up with you on cloud 40 yeah. million. <laughs> it, it's all real. Yeah. We asked um, Jenny this morning, we're like, I said, I, we welcome feedback, like critique. She's like, how do you critique authenticity? Like you, <laughs> <laughs> Stick it. And I was like, oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. Wow. 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 <laughs> Should we sign off with one quick improv game? Um, uh, yeah, there's one. I don't think that's a good one to end with. We could do, um, okay, how about like a word at a time, like bumper sticker thing, mm -hmm. but like wise sayings about connection. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. And, and you, then, you know, start us off, David. What will often happen is there's something like with levity and that's funny, and then sometimes... This is, gets back to the inner wisdom. Inner wisdom will emerge in creating a bumper sticker, creating a wise saying. So with wise sayings, what we do is, instead of saying stick it at the end, we go, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So we're thinking about connection, all the things we've talked about. Um, allow. Yourself. Space. To. Connect. Your. Sediment. <laughs> <laughs> With time. Yes, 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 yes. So on this topic of connection, I also want to say that, and I think we can speak together on this, that it is our vision that we support you in connecting with us in this space even mm -hmm. though you may be sitting in your car or your living room or your bedroom wherever you are listening thank yes. you for listening that's what lauren and i and our dear guests like david want to give to you yes is connection mm -hmm. and that we are not alone in this journey of life it may feel that way sometimes mm -hmm. That's why these topics around life, that's what we're here to do is connect. Yeah. yeah. And I'll throw in one word as we close, like courage. Mm. It takes courage to connect with ourselves and those feelings. It takes courage to start new practices of connecting with people. And so I, I bless all listeners with courage. May you, may you find the joy of playing with courage and seeing what happens. 
Thank wow. you. Love that. Love that. Thank you, David, for being with us. Yeah, it's thank a great. You, David, it's for an honor. Galoshing your way down. <laughs> and thank you, listeners, so much. Yes. Tuning in for episode 40 of We Could Talk About This All Day Long. We'll see you back next week with a fun episode on music. Oh, yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.